Advisory. Some episodes of the 1836 podcast are not intended for all audiences due to details that might be considered disturbing. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Hello, I'm Nathan Rogers. And I'm Joe Batterton. And this is 1836. On episode 10 of the 1836 podcast, we talk about one of the most haunted places in America, the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Well, Joe, it's uh, let's start off since it's getting close to Halloween. Uh, do you have a Oak Ozarkism? I do, and in the flavor of Halloween and all things spooky, uh, I'm going to pick the word Hank. <laughs> I used and to hear, uh, used to hear the old folks, uh, old family members, and old neighbors use that that term, and Hank would be the equivalent of a ghost or a spook uh i don't i really i've I've never researched that word to see where it came from and i don't i I think it's the ozark appellation i i I think it's one of those those ones that that, that can't came across country but yeah haint haint would be a would be a ghost or a spook and speaking of spooky things what are we going to talk about today we're going to talk about the most haunted motel in America, hotel, I'm sorry, the most haunted hotel in America, the grand old lady of the Ozarks, the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. Welcome to the Crescent Hotel, perched high on a mountain in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Its majestic presence and grandeur have earned it the title of America's most haunted hotel. But before we delve into the ghostly tales, let's travel back in time to the year 1886 when this historical marvel was born. In a time when the nation was undergoing immense changes, the Crescent Hotel emerged as a testament to innovation and luxury. Designed by the renowned architect Isaac L. Taylor, this architectural gem was unlike anything seen in Eureka Springs or the region. Eureka Springs, at the time, was at the pinnacle of its popularity, drawing visitors from far and wide, all seeking the healing powers of the Ozarks' famed healing waters. To bring Taylor's vision to life, the Eureka Springs Improvement Company and the Frisco Railroad collaborated, bringing in skilled stonemasons from Ireland. It is during this time, when the first known death in the hotel occurred. A young Irish man, known as Michael, was working on the third floor, when he leaned out of the window of what is now room 218, to flirt with a young lady walking by. Michael leaned too far out and fell three stories down onto a pile of rocks, killing him instantly. It was no easy task working with the dense magnesium limestone. Specially crafted wagons were used to transport these massive stone blocks from the White River Quarry. As construction progressed, the Crescent Hotel saw the inclusion of modern amenities such as electrical lights, plumbing, steam heating, and even an elevator. On May 20, 1886, this architectural marvel opened its doors in grand style. The local Eureka Springs Times Echo called it America's most luxurious resort hotel. Notable figures from across the nation attended the grand opening, enjoying a gala ball and a banquet dinner for 400 celebrants, offering large airy rooms with exquisite furnishings, a dining room that could seat over 500 people, and a host of outdoor amenities. Immediately, the well-to-do of the nation began to flock to the luxurious resort hotel. Liveried footmen met them at the Frisco Depot before transporting them to the inn. Once there, guests could enjoy the healing waters of the spa, a stable of 100 sleek coated horses, tea dances in the afternoon, and elaborate parties every evening with a full in-house orchestra. 
These early days were marked by grandeur and opulence, as guests reveled in a world of luxury that was unmatched at the time. This is the history of the Crescent Hotel, a place where lavish living met the natural beauty of the Ozarks. I'm, I'm, and I'm wondering because, you know, the Crescent has uh, kind of a twin sister or a, or a real close sister just down the hill from her, uh, which would be the Basin Park Hotel. And you don't hear as many, uh, you don't hear as many spooky tales. I've heard people say that it's haunted too, but I've never, I've never heard it uh, talked about like the Crescent is. Crescent's been on a lot of television shows and uh, ghost you know, hunters, a lot of investigations. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of investigations have, have happened yeah. up there. But that's. Uh, have you been there? I've been there. I've never spent the night, but uh, I have been there, and I have spent two nights there. Okay, I just went and ate pizza, and it was very spooky, yeah. but delicious pizza. So. I think it's the Sky <laughs> Sky Bar. Thinks on the. Yeah, third, I, I think I don't know if that's still the name. I think it's third floor, but I'm not 100%. It's it's the only pizza joint in the Crescent, and they've got a pretty cool balcony. It overlooks that whole Eureka Springs Valley. Don't get too there. close to the balcony. But, uh, don't get too close to the balcony because there's been a lot of people fall to their death mysteriously. mysteriously. <laughs> fall to their death. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> is is are they just careless and get too close to the edge, or is something pushing them? question so it was it was built in 1886 and supposedly um they had a lot of irish fellas come over and do all the, the stone masonry work and one of the first known deaths was a guy by the name of michael he was one of the fellows from ireland and um <clears throat> a young lady was walking on the outside and michael i guess he liked to flirt with the ladies he was sitting in a window I think it was room 212 or 218 um got a little too close to the ledge and michael came falling down and crashed into a big pile of rocks and that was the end of became michael. he became a hate <laughs> um i shouldn't laugh i shouldn't laugh at michael but it's but 218 it is, uh, room it is, 218 uh is the one he fell out of and supposedly did, that's the did, most did you did you stay in 218 when you were there no, um, I forgot what room I stayed in. But <clears throat> tell you, I'll tell you my story. So my wife, she kept wanting to go to Eureka. Let's go to Eureka. Let's go to Eureka. So I'll, I'll fix her. I'll book us a couple <laughs> nights at the Crescent, and she'll not ever want to go back to Eureka. So we go, and um, I tell her the story. Of, you know, she she wasn't really aware that it was the most haunted hotel in america so i'm i'm pumping her up and filling all the stuff and i start busting out youtube and showing all these videos from these tv shows and then it kind of backfired on me because i ended up getting the spooks more than she did <laughs> and i didn't sleep very much um but we didn't see anything there uh, there's some like little window units because it's it's obviously an old building so the air conditioner right. is a small window unit and there were some birds i think it was birds um making sure a nest was. up in there <laughs> hope it was birds if that's about the only thing i remember um i was looking at some pictures earlier before we recorded of our trip and i think it's just lighting uh, but some people claim that there's like footprints that glow and um i didn't know it at the time but looking through the pictures i saw a few behind me and i'm gonna say it's the lighting and not a ghost mm -hmm. but who knows maybe 
I've seen some of the pictures that I've seen, and maybe you can find them and put them up uh, when when we broadcast this. But I, there's a there's a couple that people have taken, like there were some during some of the tours in the hallway, and you can see like kind of a ghostly woman peeking around the corner, kind of creepy, uh, unexplainable. There again, you know, cameras grab light different ways. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and say that I'm a believer in uh, supernatural. Uh, I I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't know 100. percent But I, there's there's something out there. There's energy. Uh, I've had experiences myself with different things that we could go into. We probably did in in another podcast that we were involved with. I think we talked about some of that stuff. But I've had a lot of unexplained things happen. I've heard a lot of a lot of sounds and felt things touch me, and and it wasn't a friend that was with me either. I was by myself. So, I, but I don't know. You know, it's 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 hard to explain what what some of that stuff is. Uh, when the person dies, the energy, if it doesn't go straight to heaven or hell, it's got a it's got a something's got to float around somewhere. If it's not their soul and it's just energy, I mean. We're uh, right now taking pictures of ourselves and the energy's staying out there and people are watching it over and over. So I don't know. Is this a ghostly podcast today? Who knows? I've listed but, uh, episode, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's about it's about spooks. So I don't we know. Have it's, a- it's, it's it's very interesting. I didn't see anything when I was there except for very delicious pizza. Uh, I did kind of take some pictures in the hallway because you never know what's going to pop up on this picture, but we didn't have. We didn't have any experiences when we were over there, but when I've we talked ate, to people who have. When we ate there, I was talking to the waiter, and I would, you know, talk to the staff a little bit. So I asked our waiter, I was like, have you ever saw anything here? And he swore there was one night that he was in the, the sky bar or the pizza place, whatever, and he sees a guy on the ledge, and all of a sudden he just falls off. <laughs> and... um so he he goes to security. And he's like, I swear I saw somebody fall off. They pull the tapes, nothing, huh. nothing. And uh, we have a mutual friend, and I didn't ask her if I'm going to use this picture, but I'm going to anyway. She had a friend send to her. Um, they were walking in the hall and kind of did a selfie, and then when they looked at it, there was a, clearly a figure down the hall behind them that wasn't there. That may be the that may be the picture. One of the pictures I'm talking about because I I've saw. I've seen several of them over the years, but there was somebody that uh, that I saw a picture recently within within the year. It was like, like that. It was like a selfie, and there was somebody behind them that wasn't that wasn't in the hallway when they took the picture. So, who knows? Now, before we get into so, the the uh, uh, crescent here, I've heard rumor. You know, we're in Marion County. I've heard rumor of at least two possible government buildings within the county that are supposedly haunted <laughs> i've been in one well i've been in two of them that that uh i would uh, i would venture to say uh yes yes they are uh i'm not going to disclose where those are right now just so just so we don't have people just like yeah. they're gonna go there when they're not right. supposed to but uh yeah i've 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 been with uh i've been with some people uh and heard some things and seen some things that uh, can't really be explained. So, and I've heard a lot of other stories and seen pictures and recordings and things like that. So, 
I don't know. That stuff is it's it's really interesting to me. I really don't want to go out and be a uh, a ghost hunter because I really don't want to bring that stuff home with me. Uh, yeah, I don't that's know how I'm you keep say. that from happening. So uh, uh, it's it's interesting. It's intriguing, but at the same time, I'm just a big enough chicken that uh, I know that uh, or I believe that some of that stuff is just not meant to be messed with. You just I'm with you. I don't want I don't want to go looking or hunting or provoking any of that stuff because. Like you said, I don't want to bring it home with me, but I will yeah, say I don't this. really want to have the conversation. <laughs> um, why is it, though, ghosts are always seen in dark, gloomy, spooky places? Why do, I mean, you never hear about, I saw a ghost on the beach last summer. They're <laughs> never in know. happy places. Yeah. Like I saw one well, at the maybe fair. Those, maybe those happy ones move on. You know, they, they go to the light. <laughs> maybe it's the ones that are just hanging out. And, you know, and I've heard people talk about residual haunts, which would not be necessarily a spirit, but there again, like, like an energy, like, like a recording, you know, the, they, they hear the same footsteps about the same time, whether it's daytime or nighttime, uh, they'll see an image of a person or, or they'll hear a sound that happens over and over, but it's not like communicating with anybody. It's just, you, you think about what this place was, uh, this hotel, obviously, uh, it was a school, correct? Yep. For a while. It was, um, it was like a, it was a hospital, right? A cancer. So or sort type. of, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Well, yeah. So I mean, it's, but, but my point is without going too deep into that right now, I, I think anytime you've got an institution like that and you've got a lot of emotion, you've got a lot of people, Jails are a good place, you know, that that uh, you, you when they're abandoned, it seems like there's always some kind of energy going on there. But you think about all the all the the, the turmoil and, and the sadness and the anger that, you know, where does that where does that energy go? They, they say the energy never goes away. Uh, it just changes form somehow. And, and I'm not just necessarily talking about ghosts. I'm just talking about energy in general. So where does that go? And. Are you are you just seeing a recording or hearing a recording of the past? Uh, but there again, I've heard about intelligent stuff. So, you know, I don't know. I just don't like. If any ghost is listening to us right now, I'm, I'm not trying to mess with you. So don't come looking for me. I promise. Um, so we talked about Michael falling from two room two eighteen. That room yep. is supposedly the most active of any room there. He likes to mess with girls um not you know not he did way. that's what that's what caused me to die right and so yeah. he just, just keeps on so he likes to <laughs> kind of aggravate the girls not not in a mean or horrible way but he'll you know supposedly do things when there's women in there uh shortly after it opened a six-year-old girl fell from the staircase from the top of the staircase all the way to the bottom and, and died so that's two people that's fell and died um are those for sure or are those just legends? Back to the, the Michael thing is pretty well documented. He was and he wasn't from here. He didn't have family from here. So from what I've read, they just here's where the, here's where the problem comes. Here's where the problem comes. Took people. him into the woods on the property and, and buried him in a pauper's grave and unmarked. Right? It's, yeah. There's there's been things found. It's not a good thing. If you're gonna bury somebody. Give them a marker. A funeral. <laughs> don't just don't just go hide their body out in the woods. Uh, They'll come it, back and haunt your hotel. 
then in 1908, it turned into the Crescent College of Conservatory for Young Women. Shortly after the resort opened to guests, a young girl said to be five or six years old, stumbled over the staircase, and fell to her death from the fourth floor down to the basement below. In 1908, a new chapter in the history of the Crescent Hotel began. The majestic building was transformed into the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women. During this time, it is said that the Dean's young son became ill and died. This transformation saw the Crescent embracing education, training, and intellectual pursuits. It became a place where the minds of fine young ladies were nurtured. As one of the most exclusive boarding academies in Arkansas, the Crescent College and Conservatory played a pivotal role in the community. The young women who passed through its doors received not only education but also a chance to thrive in an environment that fostered knowledge and ambition. Tragically, a love-struck and pregnant student was either pushed or jumped to her death from the fourth floor balcony. From 1908 to 1924, the institution served as a hub of learning, where bright young minds flourished, and many stories of achievement were written. However, as the years passed, the economic challenges brought on by the Great Depression took their toll. By 1934, the revenues from tuition and summer guests were no longer sufficient to sustain the costs of running the grand building. After standing abandoned for six years, the Crescent College reopened briefly as a junior college from 1930 to 1934. This transition aimed to keep the educational flame alive during a challenging period. The college's noble journey came to an end, but the Crescent continued to welcome guests as a summer hotel during the off-season. Um, you know, Wade? 1908. So, so, so was it a? It was. It was actually a hotel first, right? He, yeah, for its time, it was a, just a remarkable, huge resort that nobody had. Because ever seen Eureka like Springs was known for its healing waters, and it was a, yes. it was a resort spa town. So they, that's what they built it for originally, right? Yeah. So people could come there and stay and soak in the tubs and lounge around and play croquet and badminton and everything that. Mm -hmm people do at fancy resorts that they uh, wanted when it was a uh, school for women a pregnant girl fell to her death and there's a little bit of conspiracy theory about you know was it a suicide it was all girl school she was pregnant how did that happen uh, hmm. did she kill herself because of that catch did, me offline and I'll explain that to you did a <laughs> did a uh, certain professor there pusher to not get in trouble was it just an accident was it a murder who knows what so this is three people that have fell and no that would so be four four, four, if four. You count, four if you count the baby count the yeah. baby it uh briefly closed during the great depression in 1934 and then three years later this is where it gets uh, even more spookier a fellow by the name of norman <laughs> baker bought it The year was 1937, and a dark cloud descended upon the Crescent Hotel as it welcomed a new owner, Norman G. Baker. Baker, a millionaire inventor and radio personality, styled himself as a doctor, despite having no medical training. He made audacious claims of miraculous cures for various ailments, including cancer. His advertisements attacked organized medicine, accusing it of being corrupt and profit-driven. He promised treatments that required neither surgery nor painful tests. The Crescent Hotel was rebranded as Baker's Cancer Curing Hospital. Desperate patients flocked to this place in search of hope. 
Baker's so-called cure primarily involved drinking the area's natural spring water and administering an elixir that was more alcohol and watermelon seeds than a legitimate treatment. He lived a life of conspicuous wealth, driving lavish cars and flaunting extravagant suits. Baker epitomized the dark side of American excess. While Baker reveled in his schemes, federal authorities were closing in on him. In 1940, he was arrested for mail fraud. The investigation revealed that Baker had defrauded cancer patients out of approximately $4 million. Although no one died directly from his cure, it was clear that patients suffered and died because effective treatments were denied to them. Baker had a morgue and autopsy table in the bottom of the crescent, where he performed various procedures and experiments on the dead. Baker was convicted and sentenced to four years in Leavenworth Federal Prison, his nefarious empire dismantled. In the wake of this dark era, the Crescent Hotel had to grapple with the tainted legacy left by the charlatan who had once called it home. That's he, real close to Norman Bates. Yeah. <laughs> and there should be a movie about this guy. I mean, he uh, he started a cancer-curing hospital. He went by Dr. Norman Baker. The problem was he wasn't a doctor. He no. was nothing. Uh, he, had a, he was a millionaire uh, from before he bought this so he pl had plenty of money he had a full nursing staff he had rooms um, he had a morgue and an autopsy table in the basement which you can see today it's still there you can go do the, the haunted ghost tour and go see that i'm not going to but you guys are welcome to yeah i don't know why i'd want to go see an autopsy table in the bottom of the crescent hotel he claimed he could cure cancer without any medical training in 1940 he, finally he did, got, he killed people. Well, yeah. <laughs> In 1940, he finally got federally charged and convicted for mail fraud. Uh, basically, what he was doing was <laughs> these patients this dude, would... This dude's a fake doctor and he gets in trouble for mail fraud. Well, here's how he got in trouble for mail fraud. <laughs> these patients were coming from all over the country and their families was writing them postcards and sending money to keep them there when likely they were already dead he just kept taking money from the families like i'm talking millions of dollars that's a lot of money in 1937 yeah somebody had him a somebody had him a, a good little side hustle going on there and ironically mr baker died of cancer <laughs> dun, dun, dun. i think that's called poetic justice is what that's called did he did he go to jail yeah, he didn't do much time. Um, he got out of jail. He, Like I said, he was a millionaire, and I think he went to Florida. That's where he ended up spending the rest of his life down there before he died. But, so he didn't die He didn't die at the Crescent? No. No, okay. but this guy, uh, some real spooky stuff. He had his own potions and uh, specimens, and he would do you know, experiments on people, especially all he was doing was just playing the, a mad scientist with people. Yeah, that's creepy. Let's talk about some of the ghosts. The Crescent Hotel, a place of history and hauntings, has borne witness to countless stories of the paranormal. The journey into its ghostly past begins with the construction. In 1885, an Irish stonemason named Michael met a tragic end when he lost his balance and fell to his death. People still claim to see his ghost in room 218, the most haunted room in the hotel. Those stonemasons from Ireland, with their 18-inch walls and overhanging balconies, laid the foundations for more than just a hotel, they laid the groundwork for eerie legends. As night falls, the spirits come alive. Michael, the playful ghost in room 218, 
is known to be more active towards females, tamper with lights, doors, and TVs. Guests have seen hands in mirrors and heard the sounds of a man falling from the ceiling. Not far from room 218, the spirit of Theodora lingers. An older woman, possibly a former nurse, she organizes things and doesn't tolerate arguments. Room 419 holds her memory. The third floor hides the ghosts of Dr. Baker's patients. A nurse in white has been seen pushing a gurney, reminding all who encounter her of the pain and suffering of the past. And don't forget, this very place served as the morgue for Baker's patients. In the dark corners of the laundry room, washers and dryers have been known to turn on mysteriously. Perhaps those who died here still seek comfort in the mundane, but the ghosts do not rest. They manifest in countless forms, malevolent, mischievous, and mysterious. The crystal dining room is a hotbed of activity. The spirits of Victorian dancers twirl through the night, and guests have encountered a groom who waits for his bride to return. In the dining room's giant mirror, a Victorian bride and groom once danced. Startled employees found themselves in the midst of an ethereal wedding. A young boy, long gone, plays in the kitchen, and pots and pans take flight of their own accord. Other spirits, like a mysterious gentleman in a top hat and mustache, have been spotted at the bar or on the stairway. And then there's the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women, where young lives were cut short, leaving their restless spirits to roam the halls. As guests and employees share their experiences, we're reminded that the Crescent Hotel isn't just a place, it's a tapestry of spectral tales. We got Michael, red-haired Irish boy from uh, room 218. Again, supposedly buried somewhere on the property. He likes to play playful tricks and mess with the lights and the doors. Um, there's also a nurse by the name of Theodora. I don't know how nurse Theodora died, uh, but she's supposedly in room 419 and she doesn't like when couples argue and if you leave, she'll you come back, she's like, like straighten your stuff up. Like if it's all messy, she'll like fold it, <laughs> put it all nice and neat. So she's got OCD or something. That's nice. Of, he might it. be one of those ones to have around. I, would, I wouldn't traveling. mind. Ha yeah. I wouldn't mind having that ghost. If she would just leave you alone besides that. So, yeah, hey, you, we're going to go on a trip. Let's just throw all of our crap in the room here and she'll pack it for us. <laughs> Make yeah, sure my she, socks match, Theodora. She likes to tidy things up, and she she doesn't like it when her, the guests in the room argue. So Reports, what does she do if they argue? Does she do does, does she know, do anything maybe, malicious, or is it just always... She may throw something across the room. Saying. I'm not sure what she does. Uh, reports of a, a nurse, a ghost nurse with a gurney on the third floor. I'm pretty sure I stayed on the third floor. Third or fourth. It, the, it seemed like the... Uh, I, I'm... I'm just grasping here because I can't remember. It's been, it's been several years since we were up there, but it seems like somebody was saying something about seeing a nurse walking around where that restaurant was at night. Uh, there's been things heard and seen in the laundry room, people dancing in the ballroom in the dining room, a bride and groom, uh, sightings in room 202, 424. There's been a, like a waiter, and then something about a lady in the mist. You can, I guess she's outside. That's out in the yard, right? Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've heard about that one. All kinds of matter, haints and spooks here. Matter of fact, I think when I was watching one of those those ghost investigation television shows, it seemed like I can remember them talking about the the lady in the mist out in the yard because they were trying to trying to capture some of that or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place though, and it's yeah, it's uh, real pretty. It's 
I, I love old buildings. I love old architecture. They, the ghost stuff always intrigues me. But I, like I said, I don't necessarily want to bring it home with me or live with that stuff all the time. Yeah, creepy, creepy stuff. So it it was it was the hospital then. It was a school. It was hotel, school. Then it turned into hospital. like a junior college. Uh, after the lady, after the girl school turned in like a junior college and what they would do in the winter months and fall, they would have the college and in the spring and summer, they would reopen the hotel and kind of trade oh. off. So that's why yeah. something on, during, you know, the, during, during the during tourist, the yeah, during the touristy times. But most recently in 1997, Marty and Elise Rennick purchased it for $1.3 million. Today, the Crescent Hotel stands as a testament to time, history, and the enduring legacy of Eureka Springs. In 1997, the Crescent Hotel found saviors in Marty and Elise Ronick. They breathed new life into this grand lady of the Ozarks, pledging to restore it to its former glory. The Ronicks invested over $5 million, meticulously restoring the hotel's features. From the majestic penthouse to the Crescent Moon weather vane, no detail was overlooked. Today, the 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa, listed on the National Register of Historic Places, offers a luxurious experience that seamlessly blends history with modern comforts. With 72 guest rooms, many boasting balconies, and 12 luxury suites, the hotel welcomes visitors to enjoy its storied past in style. The new Moon Spa beckons with treatments and wellness programs. Surrounded by 15 acres of formal gardens and nature trails, the Crescent Hotel is not just a destination. It's an experience that transcends time. But, as with any place that holds a rich history, the Crescent Hotel continues to experience its share of tragedies. In 2017, a guest accidentally fell from a balcony which sadly took his life, reminding us that life's fragility is an enduring theme, even in this storied location. In the spring of 2019, a landscaper found an old mysterious bottle. This led to over 500 glass bottles and various human remains being unearthed in the backyard of the Crescent Hotel. They appear to date from 1938-40, when the building served as Baker Hospital and Health Resort. And yet, despite the somber moments, the Crescent Hotel beckons. It's not just a haven for history and luxury, it's a place of mystery, a realm of restless spirits. Visitors, drawn by the hotel's elegance and enigmatic aura, seek to experience its haunted legacy. Whispers of apparitions, the echoes of history, and the timeless charm of the Crescent await all who dare to explore. We invite you to be part of this timeless narrative, to walk its hallowed halls, to listen for the whispers of the past, and to uncover the mysteries that reside within. Whether you visit to meet the spirits, luxuriate in its elegance, or uncover the history, the Crescent Hotel awaits. Share your experiences, seek out the stories, and discover the undeniable allure of this enchanting piece of history. Took them about six years to restore it. Uh, they renamed it the 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa. 2009, they were involved in a car wreck, and uh, the, Mr. Rennick got killed. And to my knowledge, Elise still owns it, and she also owns the uh, basin. Both actually played music at the Basin Park Hotel up on the. There's a balcony up there that overlooks the street down there. We years ago, I went up there. My friend Ron Landis. He's a artist and uh, engraver who lives up there in Eureka, just not too far from the Crescent. Uh, I sat in with, with his band up there one time. They were, I think, it was shorthanded or something. Anyway, but got a chance to walk through, and they've got a, there's a real nice ballroom up there, and 
Uh, there's a lot of similarities, but they're two totally different buildings and just uh, just cool. I just I, yeah. I I love I love walking through that town and just looking at all the old buildings and uh, very rarely do you see that many Victorian buildings in one place in you know in in that good a shape. Uh, it's a it's a very unique town. It's a it's a unique town. It's a unique building. When you go, if you go, it's just eerie. It's just because it's it's they've kept it pretty much as closely original as you can get. I mean, the rooms are small. Yeah, when you walk into awkward. it, yeah, you walk into it and it's um, it it doesn't. I mean, it obviously doesn't feel brand new. It feels well taken care of, but lived in. You know, you, you it's it's it just seems like it's been going since it was open i mean it's just uh it's it's got a i don't want to say i, I hate to say creepy because um, but yeah it's got kind of a feel like something's watching you all the time yeah. and maybe it's just me i don't know a little little closer to now and on in june of 2017 a man from missouri also fell down the staircase and he died so i don't know what if the? he's yeah they need to have like crash helmets and, and uh, neck what braces. That's what I said earlier. Don't get door. too close to the balcony. Yeah, or the stairs, obviously. You seem like just as many people have died on the staircases, but they. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, which I guess, you know, you can fall down the stairs anywhere. You know? Yeah, but how many people fall down the stairs and die? <laughs> I've listed like six people here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, 2019, a landscaper that works there found an unusual jar which led to the discovery of over 500 bottles buried there. I wonder what else is buried there. Uh, links back to the old doctor, and they found all kinds of specimens and potions and, and things that... Is there any documentation of how many people died when it was the hospital, when he was doing all these experiments, when it, it was obviously a, a morgue and a, an autopsy table and... Yeah. Or, or at least a mortician's table. I don't know. If it's there, there might be. I, I didn't come across the number when I was going through this stuff, but sh surely there is somewhere. I mean. So then the next question is, is: Did they did they send these bodies back home, or did they? Well, did they cremate them there, or bury them there, or about two, three or four years ago when they made this discovery, they also found. Uh, human remains and a bone saw and uh, I don't know what happened to a lot of those folks but you know if if Michael is buried there and all these potions and sp specimens and things are buried there and human remains who knows what else is out there hmm. yeah so Okay, so so we got to we got to the hospital. It, it was vacant for a while. Uh, it was open back up. To, so it's just it's, since it was open back up as a hotel, that's what it's been since hotel and spa. Yes, correct. Yep, since ninety seven. And uh, and this disclaimer right now: this is a lovely, lovely place, and I'm sure it's a nice place to stay. Like I said, I've never stayed there. We went there to eat before. You've stayed there. Uh, it's it's well taken care of. It feels like a big old Victorian hotel. It looks like you could probably 
do a remake of The Shining or something mm-hmm. like that and have it. And yeah. I'm surprised there's not been some kind of spooky movie film yeah. there about there. I mean, I even, yeah, that whole town that, that Just, is, even that be such a great. Even with the uh, doctor, that's a whole movie himself. But just yeah. the whole story of the Crescent would be an amazing horror movie. Yeah, I got a, I got an odd question. Um, what's the uh, scariest part of a room? If you were to go into one of these rooms, which which part of of, of a room, not the whole thing, just a room would give you the willies closet bathroom just the bed whatever i think uh to me it's always uh what's on the other side of the door when you whether it's a closet or a bathroom and you're in the main room it's what's what's in the what's in the corner behind the door you know uh the 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 last thing i want to happen when i'm in a old building like that is for the door to start opening or closing or <laughs> that's the, that's the creepiest thing to me i was i was in a house one time with some people who were seeking ghosts and uh i was standing by a cabinet and the door come open now that's what i have left <laughs> i'm kind of i'm kind of I, I like i said i believe there's something there but i still there's enough skeptic in me that I know that there's a lot of things happen when you're, when you let your your imagination go, your mind can make you hear and see all kinds of things. And uh, so this, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe I moved, it's an older house, maybe the floor moved a little bit and that caused the cabinet. And no, it didn't. I mean, I tried everything I could to get that cabinet door to move and it was, it was dead level, pardon the pun, dead level. (laughs) But, uh, But uh, yeah, I was uh, I, after after I got out of that house, I was I was about ready. I heard, I heard and felt and saw way too many things. It just made me uncomfortable, and uh, I I'm just not into taunting things, you know. So no. <clears throat> I haven't really had any experiences with paints. Don't want to, but I've talked to a lot of people that have. They've um, seen things. Um, Heard things, things more, felt things. Some people are more sensitive to it than others, and you know. And I don't know. I think sometimes if if your mind's on it, you'll you'll hear and see things that you might not otherwise if you're not if you're not thinking about it. That uh, I don't know. I've like I said, I've I've been I've been in a lot of old houses and had a lot of little just nothing major. I mean, I've never seen like the you know the the ghost with all the flowing, you know silky gown flying behind it screaming like a banshee or whatever but it's just always been like you know feel like somebody touch you on the shoulder or i've had my covers tugged in the middle of the night never had them like jerked off me but i've, I've i was laying in a bed in in an ancestor's cabin uh and uh laying there in the middle of the night and i felt something tug on my covers i'm you know there's just me and mark mark was standing there with me and and uh, he was across the room on a cot, and I was on the other side of the cabin in a cot. But uh, one night I felt somebody walk by my bed. You know, the old floor is how they move, you know, and you could hear them creak. And I thought it was him. I thought he got up to go to the bathroom. 
he's laying laying there sound asleep. Hmm. I don't know. Did I roll over and, and make the floor move and I was just feeling the residual effects of that? I don't know. But uh, it just sometimes those things seem a little bit more than just coincidence. And I don't know. I, it, there's part of me that doesn't like that. And there's part of that little kid in me likes that. It's like Bigfoot and 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 ghosts and any kind of anything that's spooky like that. Um, you really don't want to see it, but in the back in the back of your mind, you kind of like it being out there because it's I don't know. It's just kind of exciting. I think to, uh, it's walking down walking through the woods in the middle of the night. You know, is there a bear out there that's going to eat you, or a, or a or a big wampus cat? Uh, is there a, is there a spook that's going to come flying out of the woods? I don't know. Bigfoot is he going to step out? And uh, I don't really want it to happen, but it's kind of exciting thinking about it. Maybe it could be out there. That's yeah. the whole appeal of Halloween, I think. You know, this I'll time pass. Of year that... <clears throat> I'll pass on all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, go check the place out. It's a beautiful place. Go. Don't let it. Well, I'm not going to say don't let it scare you not, into not staying, but yeah, let it, yeah, let it scare you, but but have fun with it. It's a uh, just uh, uh, stay away from the ledges and the staircase. Hold on to the handrails. Yeah, when you're walking up and down the stairs, I would say use uh, the elevator. You, but go get um, you some good pizza. Okay. And I think they've got, uh, I think they've got like, uh, they used to have a beauty salon in there. I think they've got like a, spa. a masseuse. Yeah, yeah, I think you can go get a massage. Um, anyway, it's 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 beautiful, beautiful location. Sits on top of the sits on top of the mountain there. It overlooks. It's uh, it's a it's an awesome town and it's an awesome place to visit and uh, it's a good uh, spooky place to visit. Go do the ghost tour. Uh, go spend some money up there. That's a people people uh, people need your need your business to to help keep those things alive and kicking. Yeah, or dead. Or dead. Go see a haint. That's right. All right, guys, remember to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all those places you get your podcast. Anyway, that's about it. That's all I got. Boom. All right. See you guys next time. Thank you to everyone who has tuned into this episode of the 1836 Podcast. We hope you found it informative and engaging. Please like, share, rate, and review. Leaving a good rating and review on your preferred podcast platform would also help us reach a wider audience. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode, as we continue to explore and uncover the roots and branches of Arkansas, and the fascinating history of the Ozarks.